All right, so we're going to take your questions uh, real quick. Pastor Rick is going to bring up the mics for you. If you have any questions concerning today's lesson, we'll take a few minutes to try and answer these for you. I just thought of the Holy Spirit when you mentioned uh, Peter, mm-hmm. his denial, mm-hmm. and later on, mm-hmm. he had received the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. There was a before and an after. Okay. So I guess I would play a role. Did it play a role? Absolutely. Thank you so much. Gotcha. So what role, um, because the difference between Peter denying the Lord and then Peter confessing and preaching Jesus Christ was uh, the power of the Holy Spirit. Obviously, uh, when Jesus rose from the dead, he goes back to Peter and he is restored. And Peter denied the Lord three times. And so he, Jesus asked him three times, Peter, do you love me? And Three times he says, Lord, you know that I love you, know I love you, know I love you. And so it was kind of like saying, okay, you've been restored. We're going to uh, let you start all over again. Don't you just love it where God's willing to wipe the slate clean and let you start again afresh and new? But this time he says, I don't want you to leave Jerusalem until the promise comes to you. And the promise was the power of the Holy Spirit, the dunamis uh, the, the, the Bible says, the, the power that they would have to be witnesses in all of the world. And so the difference between Peter in the garden and Peter in the upper room was now he was endowed with power from on high. And I believe that that is what we too need in order to live a bold life for Christ, to be uh, Uh, not only having the indwelling spirit of God in us, but to be filled with his spirit. Now, it's debatable what is meant by being filled with the spirit or baptized with the spirit. I believe that it's just uh, the control of the spirit over your life. It's not really the speaking in tongues. If if you can speak in tongues, but yet you still cuss people out, I don't know if you're filled with the Holy Spirit. (laughs) Yeah. You can fall down in a church service, but you have a problem standing up for truth and righteousness outside of church. I wouldn't say you're filled with the Holy Spirit. Filled with the Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit is in control. And you have the boldness and the power to live a righteous and and, and holy life, pleasing and acceptable to him because you are filled, because he is in full control of your life. That is the difference between Peter before and Peter after. He was now filled with the Holy Spirit, which meant now the Holy Spirit was in control and he yielded to the power and control of the Holy Spirit, which enabled him to preach Christ and even die a martyr's death because of it. Great, great question. Yes. Anyone else before we close? And So um, I recently read an article about a pastor who um, has been preaching the gospel for 60 years. Okay. And so in it, he kind of goes over a, kind of a list of, um, like, his his heart and his concern was false converts. Mm. And so you kind of touched on that with saying, um, you know, the mega churches and who's going to take the mark of the beast and who isn't. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess my question is, how would you share, because I think, you know, a lot of people believe that they're converted, that they, be- mm. they say they believe in Christ. Good. Um, yet... You know, they might deny him or. Yeah. Um, so how would you share like. Yeah. I how to, you. you know, like truly. Uh, great you know, question. Come to come to Christ. And Absolutely. Have that saving grace. Great question. First and foremost, I would say that uh, 
No one knows if someone is truly saved or not, but that person and God, okay? I don't think it is our job to try to guess whether or not somebody is saved or not. And the reason for that is because in, I think, Matthew 7, Jesus says, at that day, many will come to me saying, Lord, Lord, didn't we do this? Didn't we do that? Didn't we go to church? Didn't we cast out demons? Didn't we prophesy? Didn't we pray? Didn't we bring our... He's going to say, depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. I never knew you. So we all have the opportunity to be deceived by thinking somebody is saved or thinking somebody is a believer, and they may not be. All I know is one for sure, okay? That's me, okay? I know for sure that I am saved. Everybody else, it's a guessing game, okay? It's kind of like that old uh, uh, song by B.B. King. that don't nobody love me but my mama. And she could be jiving too. You know, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You don't know. <laughs> so I wouldn't guess about anybody's salvation. I wouldn't look at them and say they're saved. The best way to do it is just simply to say what the word of God says. Amen. Give them God's word and say what the word of God says about salvation. What the word of God says is evidence of salvation. And then let them deal with that on their own. What um, John did when the Pharisees were coming to his baptism, he said, don't think that you just going through this baptism is going to save you. He says, and don't say you have Abraham as your father, and that's going to do anything because God can raise up children from Abraham from these rocks if he wanted to. He says, no, you need to bear fruit worthy of repentance. So if you are truly saved, then you ought to be bearing uh, salvation or spiritual fruit. What is spiritual fruit? Well, he gives it to us in Galatians, love, joy, peace, Patience, goodness, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, and yes, even self-control. That is part of the fruit of the Spirit, self-control. So you just tell them what God says. Well, this is what the Word of God says. If you confess with your mouth and you believe in your heart, you shall be saved. While we can hear you confess with your mouth, we have no idea if you really believe in your heart or not. But out of the abundance of the heart flows the issues of life. So if Jesus Christ and his spirit is truly in you, that's what should be coming out of you. A, an apple tree produces apples because that's what's in it. Uh, orange tree produces orange because that's what's in it. So you ought to be producing fruits of righteousness rather than fruits of sin if you are truly saved. So simply tell them what God has said and don't try to decipher for them. Just say, well, this is what the word of God says. I just wanted to share that with you so you can do some self-examining uh, and seeing whether or not you are truly in the faith as God does in his word tell us to do. So that's how I would recommend you doing it. Make sense? Good. Okay. Anybody else? All right. Well, this has been a great, great series. I thank y'all so much for entertaining me, allowing me to share my heart in life with you throughout these months on Sneak Peek, uh, what the afterlife has for us. Uh, so what we're going to do, uh, I'm going to look at any questions that have been submitted so far. I'm going to see which ones kind of go together. And we're going to see if we can have another series based on the questions that have already come in. Again, if you have more questions on anything, uh, the Bible, current events, personal uh, issues you're, you're dealing with you would like God's perspective on go to that website 
anonymously submit that question so that we can consider trying to answer it for you according to God's word. But as we leave, I just want to again give you an opportunity uh, to really um, reflect on what has been taught, not just tonight, but throughout all of these weeks. As I just finished saying, I don't know your heart. You know, you, you could be putting up a, a good game, a good, good front, like you're a believer or a Christian, but you know in your heart of hearts that you don't know the Lord and the Lord doesn't know you. And that's why we never, ever want to take it for granted that everybody is okay. Because it could be somebody in here, you've been going to church for 20, 30 years, just playing with God, never really, truly surrendering your life to him denying him even though you were putting the front like you were acknowledging him. So if anything, I pray that this is a sobering thought, a sobering reminder, the last words that Jesus said, if you acknowledge me or confess me before man, I will confess you before the Father. But if you deny me before man, I will deny you before the Father. And because of that, you will make the decision this day, this night, this hour, and say, Lord, I don't ever want to deny you again. I don't want to deny you coming into my life and saving me, and I don't want to deny you out in the world with anybody else. I do not care who knows that I'm a Christian, that I'm a believer. I don't care what it costs me, even if it costs me my life one day. What I lose pales in comparison to what I gain in you. So that is my hope and that is my prayer for all of you here today. So if you are saved, if you are a believer, Praise God. But if you are not, I pray you make the decision to give your life to Christ today while you still can. Amen. Go ahead and stand if you will. Receive the blessing with the benediction of the Lord and we'll be dismissed. God, I thank you so much that you did not deny us. If there was anybody who should have been doing some denying, it was you with us. But yet you were willing to be associated not only with us, but to be associated as us. Because you came to this world as sinful man, even though you were without sin. So that you may be associated with us and vouch for us and give a word for us. So that where you are, we could be also one day. So if you were willing not to deny us, but to acknowledge us even before Holy Father. How much more, God, should we be willing to acknowledge and confess you even if it costs us our lives? So I thank you for the good work that you have done in this ministry and throughout these weeks. And I pray that it has prepared us it has emboldened us. It has empowered us. It has given us courage and conviction and passion to live wholeheartedly for you. So that we may not only have all that you have for us, but for all those who are depending on us, confessing you rather than denying you. So give us the strength. Give us the boldness. Give us the power. Give us the, the, the conviction that we need. No matter what we face, no matter what situation we may be in, to never deny you. And help us to know that should we have a moment of weakness, a moment of lapse in judgment, 
where we do end up denying you, then we pray that we will run back to you just like Peter did to receive your forgiveness, your mercy, and your grace that we may be restored once again. We thank you. We love you. And we pray all of this now in the powerful and precious name of Jesus Christ and all of God's people said together. Amen. Amen. God bless you. We'll see you all Sunday. Lord bless you.